rare disease community is inspirational, brave, and empowering. Welcome to Insightful Moments, My Vibe, from PTC Therapeutics. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to PTC's Insightful Moments, My Vibe, where we're elevating the voices of people within the rare disease community to inform, inspire, and comfort. My name is Paula Orendash, and I'm the Patient Engagement Liaison at PTC Therapeutics. Recently, we attended the 28th Annual PPMD Conference for Physicians, Caregivers, and Families Affected by Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy. Family bonds provide one of the most solid forms of comfort and security, but this can sometimes be challenging for siblings as they learn to process a new changing family environment. On today's episode, we are speaking with siblings of those diagnosed with DMD to hear their experiences processing a spectrum of emotions and learning to lean on other members of the sibling community. First, we will speak with Sophia and Winston, both have brothers with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and tell us their stories of learning how to cope in a new family environment. Well, first of all, thank you so much for joining us for the PTC Insightful Moments, my vibe. So this is a recording of what's happening this week and what's going on, and would love to learn a little bit more about you and have you tell us. So I'll let you introduce yourself first, Sophia, and tell us a little bit about um, you. Hi, I'm Sophia. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I have a brother and a sister. My brother has Duchenne, and my sister is his twin. So I'm at this conference mainly to like connect with other siblings and just meet new people, and I'm excited for the rest of the weekend to meet new people and just have fun. That's great. So your brother is um, how old? Or, oh, or is he yes, younger? Oh, he, uh, he's younger. He's seventeen. He's seventeen, and, and what's his name? Jack. Jack. So, what do you think has um, your experience been? And what? Tell me a little bit about as a sibling, what um, your experience has been. Yeah. So he got diagnosed with muscular dystrophy or with Duchenne when he was about six, and I don't. It's been like hard, but we've there's also been a lot of good memories too, like getting to travel. And go to new places I've never been before. And so being here with other siblings. Being here with other siblings has been really cool. This is my first in-person conference. So it's a lot, but like last year it was virtual. So it was weird being on a call. But I think it's a lot better that's in person this year. I've really enjoyed meeting other people. That's great. So what are some of the things that you all have been doing and what you all talk about? Um, so we had a sib social last night and we went to play arcade games and ping pong and pool. It was really fun. And then we also today had a, like a, a session and talked about like different ways to cope with having a brother with Duchenne. What were some of the things that you've learned? I've learned a lot of like strategies, like for calming down, like thinking about problems and yeah, I think it'll be helpful to use. That's great. That's great. And, and welcome. So can you tell me your name and where you're from and a little oh, bit about you? My name is Winston Round. I'm from Lowing, Louisiana. I have one brother with Duchenne. I have a dog and two rabbits. My brother's name is Wyatt Round. He's 15 and yeah. 
So did you also then participate in the sibling track? Yes, ma'am, I did. One way I learned to, like, cope is to kind of drown out the thoughts and think about better things. Is it, has it been for both of you helpful to, to meet one another? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it has. So have you been sharing, you know, some of your thoughts and, and trying to support one another? Do you think you're going home with a bunch more new friends? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yes, definitely. Right, yeah. yeah. And so tell me a little bit about your brother. He loves baseball. He, we get to go meet the Angels in September, and his favorite football player is Joe Burrow. And so what do you guys do together? Well, play video games, throw the baseball, and ride around. Do you, do you ride on the back of the chair? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and is the the service dog for, from your family? Yes, ma'am. And what, tell me about the service dog and how he is part of the family. His name is Wrigley. He is five years old. He's a Red Fox Lab, and he helps White pick up stuff, open doors, and just overall, like, help him a lot mentally and physically. And so is your brother, since he's older, is he in college? Um, he, he's actually younger. He's younger. Oh, he's younger. Yeah, he's younger. He's going to VCU in the fall to study engineering. Really? Yeah. So is he going to commute, or is he going to live? He's going to live on campus. But we're actually 10 minutes away, so we're very close by to him. So tell me a little bit about what that looks like, him being able to go away and live um, on um, So they've actually been very helpful. The VCU staff has been very helpful making sure he has an accessible dorm. And his twin, Emma, will be living in the dorm with him because she's also attending VCU. So she'll have him, and I can go help him. And he will also have an aide. So he has a lot of support. Yeah. What are some things that you've learned from him? I don't know. It's it's like really it's like it's very inspiring, and I don't know. I just he just taught me a lot of stuff. I don't know. That's okay. That's great. Inspiring is is a beautiful word. Yeah. And what about you? What what have you learned from your brother? To always keep pushing through hard times and to never give up. We like to play Wii games. We have our friends over. And we love playing Wii and like Nintendo sixty four games. We love doing that together. That's great. He also, he loves computers. So, yeah. That's wonderful. Some things I do with my brother, he has this, like, three-wheeled scooter, and we got it so he could keep up with me and my friends on a bike. And so he will ride around on that and just overall just play with people. Like, sometimes we'll ride golf carts with him and bike around. He'll go play with his friends and stuff. So, yeah. Really have fun that side. Is there anything you want to share about your brother with us? <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. He's crazy. So, so that's okay to be a crazy sibling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you all are part of the sibling program and really being able to learn something, you know, for yourselves as yeah. siblings because you are, you know, your your brother's best friends, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting us come. As a sibling of someone with DMD, you are not alone. Next, we hear from Rena and Charlotte, who talk about their brothers, the sibling experience, and the support they've received from the sibling community when it was too difficult to talk with friends.
First, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for My Vibe PTC's Insightful Moments. Thank you for having us here. Yes, thank you. So please tell me about you and, and introduce yourselves to the audience. Hey. Hi, my name is Rena Schmolenson. I'm 12 years old. I'm from New Jersey. I have an older brother with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. My name is Charlotte Sapp. I live in Florida, and I have a brother with Duchenne that's 16. His name is Garrett, and I am 14. So is this your first time at this conference? Yes, this is my very first time, and I'm very excited to be here. Well, I am here. <laughs> this is my second time at the conference. So you both are part of the siblings track then? Yes. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that and your experiences being part of that. I mean, I'm having a great time. I think not only are we having so much fun because I've already made like a million friends already and it's nice to be in a community where you get to be with people you relate to so well. You know, in my town, my brother, I think is really the only person with DMD in my town so you know it's there's like so many wheelchairs here and there's so many siblings and you know I think not only are we having fun but you know we're we're learning and we're sharing our experiences and I think this is a really really great experience and I get to learn a lot. It's been really fun at the sibling conference. It's been really awesome to meet other people that know what it's like to be a sibling and I've already made a bunch of friends. Can we talk a little bit about that, about being a sibling and what that, you know, what, how you feel that role is for yourself? It is not easy having a brother with Duchenne. It's really difficult. I feel like sometimes people just assume, oh, you know, poor girl, she can't do much with her brother. But honestly, you know, we have the bad times and the good times. And my brother is Jacob. He's 16. And he's, I think people just, baby him and he thinks he's not capable but you know together like yeah you know what he's he's capable of many things and there's some things he's not capable of but as a sibling you know I'm there for him and he gets a lot of love and support especially for me and I think we don't live an easy life you know it's hard it's difficult there's times where it's scary and it's traumatizing but there's also times where you know, you get to ride in the back of the wheelchair and it's, it's also more fun. So we have the good times and the bad times and you'll, you know, some days you'll just never know what's next. But I'm very proud and open to being a sibling. It's definitely a lot of responsibility that other people don't understand being a sibling. But like the small things that most people don't think matter that much, those are the big things for our family so how do you explain to like, you know, someone like who your friends or people who may not know your brother, how do you explain a Duchenne to them? I try to make it understanding and simple. You know, I, I am very open about my brother. I love telling people like, I'm a, I'm a Duchenne sister. Like I'm very open to it. I mean, not everyone is, but I mean, that's me. And I just tell my friends, you know, my brother has a disability and he's in a power chair and he can't walk, and his muscles are a little bit weaker, but he's a great guy, and, you know, that's just simple and straightforward. I mean, you know, I don't think my, you know, not everyone's going to understand the genes and all that stuff, but, you know, I just keep it simple and classy. So I try and keep it, like, pretty simple, too. 
I try to make sure that they understand that he's a normal person just like all of us. It's just different. Everyone's life is different. So what would your brothers tell me about you? Oh, God. Okay. Well, I think he would just... Me and my brother, this is very strange, but we never argue. Like, it's almost like scary. We never argue. I think he would, we both love each other, and I think he would t- say something like, my sister, is, my sister's Rena, she's 12. He'd say my hobbies. Um, he'd probably say, uh, what are some important things? I do fencing, and I like to dance. He knows that I like theater, so he, I think he just mentioned the most important things, and about me and yeah he's a great brother and he is always like hi everyone my sister's Rena he's always uh, we love each other and we always kind of introduce each other to everybody so yeah we're friendly my brother would probably say that I'm bossy and stubborn (laughs) and that I dance too much so tell me what your brothers are doing here my brother like I said he has Duchenne and he's he's made so many friends it's like, you know, there's so many people here like him and he's here to to learn and to have this great experience and meet new people in his community. And yeah, my brother is trying to make some new friends here. It's a little tough making new friends. We're all pretty shy around here, but that's kind of been his goal to make some new friends to connect with. So do any of you connect on social media or like when you leave here, how are you going to stay connected with your friends, your new friends? I'm going to be honest. I only met like the siblings yesterday. I probably have like three new snap people on Snapchat. I probably have five million new phone numbers on my phone and contacts. It's just, I don't, this is almost crazy. Like I don't, when you meet someone on the first day of school, it's, you know, hi, hi, how are you? Let's be friends. But this was like, like everyone when you relate to someone so much, it's like we just we all kind of we've got each other's backs and we really understand what it's like. And we've all had our experiences, but I think we all relate. I think we're going to be pretty close friends. Do you find that you're going to by staying connected, you can always reach out and ask for support and help? Yeah, I mean, there's been many times before where my brothers had accidents, which is something that I think most Duchenne siblings are used to because it does happen sometimes and you know and I've I've have many friends who support me and know that my brother has Duchenne but I don't think they always realize and like how it works or why this happens or but I think now I'm with people that you know really really understand and this is why I'm here because now I have extra extra support you know, I have so many people who love and support me, but now I have people who truly understand, just like me, who really know. So, you know, whenever something happens, this is my new support group. It's nice having friends that, like, know what you're going through, that you can laugh with and cry with about all the hard things in life. It's nice to have other friends, but it's also really nice to have friends that understand. Definitely. Definitely a special set of people, right, who can... Yeah, for sure. And so are your brothers then, uh, have your brothers connected here? Well, me and Charlotte's brothers, Jacob and Gary, um, they, they're they pretty friendly. So it's going well. I feel like all the siblings, like brothers are just like friends with each other. But I think my brother Jacob, he's having a great time. I He's meeting so many new people. And I think this is not only such an experience for me and my parents, but 
for him especially, since he's the one with Duchenne, I think this is something, this is something very new for him. And I don't, you know, this is a little different, but I think he's with his own people and, and these people like really understand. And I think everyone just inspires each other. And yeah. Our brothers are friends already. I think (laughs) he came back the other night and said, I finally made a friend. And it turns out that it was her brother. Yeah. So then, oh, I, then you could, that's such a great connection to be able to, hey, I know her sister. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. So what are you looking forward to for the rest of the conference? We still have, what, another day and a half? We're looking forward to, it's a really nice hotel. <laughs> they have a lot of fun things here. Last night, we had a sibling social, which is so much fun. It was really fun. And we played some pool. I learned how to play pool. And I'm looking forward to now that I really, really know these people after literally one, two days, like, I feel like these people, like, are my new, my new people. These are my people. These are my people that I can really relate to. And, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to, we might be go swimming after this. So that's going to be fun. And Charlotte and Winston and Sophie, who are just here, like, they are my people. Like, this is my new group. And I'm looking forward to spending some more time with them. And we're going to, and I'm going to be so sad when we leave because I'm going to have so many memories. But my poor phone is probably going to blow up after this. So, yeah. I am looking forward to swimming with my new friends. And already, we just met yesterday and we've already hung out, gotten ice cream. Like, we're already, like, I feel like we've known each other forever. So you've already created your own community. Yeah, I mean, we already, you know, I feel like this is this was just a community that had to be discovered. Yeah, so this is my first conference and I feel like you know, I've all my friends, I have so many friends at home that I love so much and you know, they help me out and whatever, but you know, I just it took some time to like be friends with those people but here like I don't think I've ever made friends so fast like yeah I was a little bit nervous like going into the sibling thing because I I didn't think I was going to make any friends but I made friends so quickly just because we all understand each other and what we're going through have you been able to talk to other siblings who maybe are older than you who have been doing this for a long time yeah we actually got to talk to some people today today it's what were some of the things that they talked to you about they taught us like how to change your thoughts from like bad or good thoughts just to say, oh, they're just thoughts. Like it doesn't have to be good or bad. Is there anything you want to tell me that I haven't asked about? I just want to say that, I mean, I'm really glad to have met these people, I think. Like yesterday, we only knew each other for a few hours and we were like, let's just, you know, you want to get some ice cream? And like, I feel like people, this is, this is hard for us. I mean, it's not easy, you know, to open up about th- such a serious illness and our experiences and it's scary we've had a lot of trauma honestly like it's not it's not an easy thing to live with a brother who who can't walk or at least not walk anymore or you know has trouble walking or is weak and has and is sick i mean this is hard for us but i think that we are finally opening up I mean, you know, I i don't think I've ever been so, so open in my life. You know, I'm a very, I'm a very, I, I'm a very open person. I'm very friendly and I love telling people, you know, about my life and my experience and everything. But I think, you know, but I don't think people, 
appreciate it as much back at home. You know, people are like, oh, you know, that's uh, that must be a hard life of yours. And, you know, like, yeah, it is. But I think, like, you know, on my new frontier, all the siblings, like, they, I think they understand the most. And they inspire me and they make me, they make me worry less. And I, they share their experiences with me. And I learn a lot more from them, actually. They tell me more about things I didn't know. I'm, I, I'm learning so many new things. I'm 12 years old. Like, for the past 12 years, I don't know how I didn't know this stuff. I'm learning about new treatments and new ideas and thoughts and how to cope more and better. So this is new for me, and I'm really enjoying my time here. I love my friends back home, but it's hard to explain to them what's happening and, like, how hard it is being a sibling. And they're all, like, complaining about, like, stuff that's happening in their life. But it's just really different. It's, yeah, it's really nice to connect with people who understand how hard it is and, like, all the extra responsibilities. Well, I can tell you that I think your brothers are the luckiest, luckiest brothers to have sisters like you. Thank you. (laughs) They're very inspiring. (laughs) Well, and you're incredibly loving and supportive. So thank you so so much. much. Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, my God. Guys, I just want to be honest, this is so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) This is so much fun. (laughs) A lot of feelings can come up as a sibling of someone diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Our last guest, Alexa, gives us some insight into the experience of processing the full spectrum of emotions from jealousy to acceptance and the responsibility of caring for a sibling with DMD. So I want to welcome you to Insightful Moments, My Vibe. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. You're excited. Good. Thank you so much. Well, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Yeah. My name is Alexa, Alexa Garcia. I'm 16. Right now, I just, I was just at an interview this morning for my first job. I'm very excited for that. And I'm looking at some options for that. I'll be a junior this coming school year. And... I'm excited to get my first car in July. So I'm excited for that. And yeah. Tell me a little bit about your family, like, and where you're all from. Yeah. So I have a little brother, and that's it. And then my mom. So it's just us three at our house. My mom was born in Mexico, and she married my dad, came here. It's a whole story. And then my little brother and I were born in Colorado, and we live here now. In Arizona. In Arizona, yes. Here in Phoenix, yeah. That's great. What's your brother's name? His name is Gibran. We just nicknamed him Gibby. Gibby? Yeah. That's great. And how old is he? He is 11. 11. He turns 12 in November. So talk a little bit about what brought you here to the conference. And is this your first conference? And Yeah. So he was diagnosed with Duchenne in 2016. And ever since then, my mom was like really good about getting involved with other organizations like MDA and then Cure Duchenne and PPMD. And so we've had an opportunity to go to a lot of different conferences, meet other families. And so this was, they had this conference here a few years ago. And I didn't get the opportunity to come to that one, but I'm here at this one. And I guess it was really just thanks to my mom and her involvement in the community. So coming to this conference, what were your uh, feelings or expectations? Well, because we have gone to other conferences, I kind of kind of knew what to expect. But, you know, you look forward to it because it's wonderful to get all the information. But I think for me, more than anything, 
it's meeting these new people and meeting other families who you can just connect with, who you just know. It feels like such a, a judge-free zone because everyone just knows. And it's just, we were looking forward to it, to talk to their families, to learn, and to just be here and enjoy it. So let's talk a little bit about being a sibling, right? An older sister of a brother who has Duchenne. So that in itself, right, carries a lot. Yes. Can you give us an understanding of that? Yeah. So my little brother, it was in 2016. So I was going into sixth grade, I remember. And I got a call. I was in Colorado with my dad. And I got a call from my mom. She wouldn't talk to me. She would not tell me what was happening. So she had my grandma tell me that my little brother was sick and I we were sitting in the floor of my room it was at night and I remember just crying I was so confused I didn't know what it was my mom didn't know what it was because you know it's just it's it's a really unknown thing so I was just confused I didn't know what was going to happen and it was just I remember that night very vividly we were on the floor I was crying I couldn't stop I was so confused I was so scared for what was going to happen and then, so I come back to Arizona with my mom, and really nothing changes immediately, right? Because he was um, young, so, and as time goes by, I think because I was so young, it was really hard for me to understand that this would mean that my little brother was going to receive these extra attentions. You know, I was a tween, I was kind of going through my own thing, and so seeing my little brother kind of you know, we had appointments almost every day. We're trying to get things figured out, trying to even understand what, what this meant for us, for him. And for me, I really struggled with the attention bit of it the first few years. And I think that there's different stages as a sibling, as you grow up, as you mature, as you understand it. So during this first few years, it was very difficult for me to see that I felt like I was being put to the side. Because already being the oldest and then comes the youngest and he dethrones you. You know, he's a baby. He's so cute. And now he has this, he has Duchenne. So now he has all the attention, it seems like. And for a while for me, it just felt like I was being forgotten about. I was being like pushed to the side. And then came the stage of, you know, I don't know, when I expressed this to my mom and she um, had me go to a therapist and I didn't like, I did not like that because, you know, I feel like going to therapy is portrayed as like, you're crazy, you need help, something is wrong with you. But I did eventually start opening up and that did definitely help. And I began to understand. Also, I think it just comes with age. Like as you grow, you understand. And then there was that. And then came like becoming a caregiver because now I'm older now I have more responsibilities. So it seemed... For a while, like even more recently, it seems like, you know, I did definitely have to grow up a bit faster. And I think that's uh, the case for most older siblings of people with Duchenne. And because especially because my mom is, is just us three. So my mom has like no one else. So I had to kind of help her with that and just be there for my mom and for my brother and then try to save some for myself. So it was kind of like trying to get all over the place and so I then transitioned into that stage of becoming a helper, of understanding my brother, and just so many other emotions that came with it. Because uh, something really big for me is because most kids are like on a spectrum and stuff like that. And my brother, when he started getting on steroids, he became super aggressive. 
so loud and he's so annoying <laughs> in the most sibling way possible. He was just so annoying. And, you know, he kind of is to this day, but it's okay. I still love him. And, and then I began to struggle with finding that sibling relationship within Duchenne because I knew that my time with him was, I know that my time with him is limited and I want to make the best of that. But also I do struggle because of how aggressive he is or how sometimes I just can't talk to him because he just outbursts the tantrums. And so even now I still struggle to like balance that out and understand like from his point of view that, you know, it's not his fault entirely and that I need to just be very patient. And so I've learned to become patient. I've learned to understand that the tension that he needs is greater than what I need. And I've learned to understand that, you know, I have to be there for my mom and for him. And I think it's a lot of growing, a lot of learning and understanding. And that's definitely a journey that I'm still on. It also sounds like an immense amount of responsibility you're taking on, right? Definitely. The first few years, my mom, she would just come home and she would just sleep and she would just sleep and she could not help it. And we didn't know that she had um, an issue with her thyroid. So during that time, this was also before he was diagnosed. So during that time, I was definitely like the kind of mom for my brother. And so that definitely made me very responsible and then after he was diagnosed, I was, you know, kind of keeping my mom like in check, like reminding her he needs to take his pills. And when he got his night braces, I was like, we need to get those on him. And so, yeah, it definitely does include a lot of responsibilities that you would normally have. So how do you explain Duchenne to your friends? Uh, well, at first I really struggled with it because, you know, like I said before, like even I didn't know what it was because it's just so it, was, it wasn't really spoken of. And so I even struggled with that. But to be honest with you, for a long time, I did not talk about it. Like until they met my brother and until they saw that he was different, I wouldn't talk about it. But when I did get to that point, I would just tell them that, you know, my brother has difficulty walking, that his muscle, he has um, Duchenne, which is a genetic disease and it's deteriorating. We have no cure. And it just means that the way I like to explain it is that his muscles break and his body can't put them back together fully. So that was that was the way I really explained it. And for a while, that was really hard for me. And it was also kind of frustrating because I didn't really understand. So my friends would understand even less than what I did. But I think there does come a point where you don't have to explain that much anymore and you'll know who your real friends are. For example, I remember, sorry, I'm just going off and talking. <laughs> um, in sixth grade, my friend Leslie, I told her, you know, like my brother has this disease and like it's very hard for us because she, I was crying because she was asking me what was wrong. And it was just one of the, those days. So I told her and I remember the next day when we came back, she was like all informed and she had looked at stuff up herself. And, you know, that's when I knew. That's when I knew, like, that's a real friend. Like, that's what I want. And I think that you're just going to meet people who, you know, genuinely care about you and your family and it just really meant a lot to me to know that she researched herself. And more recently, my boyfriend, who I just started dating, I, I also told him about my brother, and he also did research on his own. So I think that's when it just means a lot. And I think over the years, as you and your friends and the people who you surround yourself do grow older, it becomes easier. And, you know, even they can go on and do their own research. And that's how you know they really care. Love it. 
tell me what what do you do for yourself for myself okay we are a very spiritual oriented family so i began to pray a lot and to read my bible and it all sounds kind of cliche sometimes but i really do think that it helps and even this like i began to just talk a lot and just let it all out and to not care and i think that talking about it helps like even though it does hurt and because i'm a very prideful person so it's like to put my pride aside and to tell people that you know that i hurt and that i struggle it was difficult at first but it did become easier and talking to other people about how i feel definitely took a weight off what well, i personally think like you are just mature beyond your years and wise beyond your years so just know that your mother and your brother you're such a blessing for them so how do you communicate this to the young, you know, I'm sure you're seeing some of the younger siblings, right? Yeah. Have you talked to them at all? Or do you kind of, co- you know, really are able to connect with them and their what they're experiencing? How do you advise them? Or how do you give them guidance? Yeah. Well, like I said before, even like as soon as we meet, I know that we have a connection because we just we relate to the same struggles. And so we get to skip that part of the awkwardness. And I think it's hard. Like I have seen some siblings here and they kind of do remind me of me and I see that they struggle to open up and I don't know what to tell them because, you know, you're young and you hear these adults tell you the same thing. Like open up, you know, talk about how your feelings. I want to know how you feel. And it's annoying. It's like everyone just tells you the same thing. And you're like, I don't want to. I can't. So to be honest, I just I understand them and I understand that it's hard, but I kind of just repeat the same thing that the adults tell you. <laughs> I think that it really does help to open up. And you don't. I think that you don't even have to open up to an adult. You don't have to open up to someone who's going to give you advice. And sometimes you don't even want advice. Sometimes you just want someone to listen. So I do encourage them to just talk to someone, whether it be just be their friends, like one good friend that they know they can trust, their mom. There's. I don't know. I feel like there's always... One person who comes to your head when you think of someone who cares about you. And I think that person that cares about you will be more than happy to listen. And, you know, from a sibling point of view, uh, when you're young, I know that it's confusing even for yourself to understand what you're feeling or what's happening. But I think that once you start to speak it, it kind of all falls into place. So I just encourage them to talk. And it's very brave of you. To admit that, like, you've, you felt left behind or pushed aside. I mean, those are very valid emotions at any age. Mm-hmm. So to validate that, I hope that that's something that you do share with, with them, because I'm sure they feel the same way, right? Are you finding that? Yeah, definitely. And I know also, like, when I felt those things, when I felt left out or when I felt like I wasn't being paid attention to, I felt like... I shouldn't be feeling those things. Like, I felt kind of guilty because, you know, my brother is sick. I have to understand. And, you know, it's actually, like, now that I am older and I think about it, like, it's not selfish to feel left out and it's not selfish to feel like you're not being paid attention to because a lot of the time that is the case. Like, you are you really are put to the side and kind of forgotten about. And it does hurt. And you're not selfish for feeling that way at all. And so I think that that's when you need to do something for yourself and speak up. And, like, if you're feeling... I did. My mom is very open and she was always telling me to tell her how I felt. And although I did struggle with that because like I did blame myself, I did feel guilty for feeling left out. You're not like it's 
sometimes it really is a case. You are being left out and you're kind of being put to the side. And I think that that's when you need to be brave and really step up and say like, hey, like I'm here too. And I have my own struggles and like you need to be a mom to me also. And it, yeah, it, it is difficult, but I do encourage them to do so. So tell me, what are you looking forward? What's your future looking like? What are you looking for a school, a career? What is all of that? Yeah. Okay. So for any siblings who are like listening and don't know what they want to do, it's okay. <laughs> like I was very, since I was little, my mom has had very high expectations for me. And sometimes, you know, being asked that question, it's like, oh my gosh, I have to have it decided. But you really don't. And for me, what I'm looking at right now is I'm going into junior year and I'm very stressed out about like college and stuff and paying for it and scholarships and applying and what I even want to do even. But right now, what I'm most interested in is psychology. I took a college psychology class last year, my first semester of my sophomore year, and I really picked up an interest in it. And even now at these conferences yesterday, there was a psychologist talking about the behaviors of these boys, young men with Duchenne. And I think that really picked up more of an interest for me in that field. So I think I might be looking at like cognitive psychology, working with younger kids. And that's what I'm looking at right now, possibly in the University of California. They have a good program there or the University of Colorado. So that's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. And it's a big year, right? Junior year. It's a lot of work ahead of you this year. Yeah. Lots of work. So it sounds a little bit like maybe your brother is inspiring. Yeah, I think that's the case for a lot of us siblings. And for example, uh, Gabby, she's a sibling that I know. She's 22 and she just graduated college and she's going to be a biomedical, something like that, I can't remember. But yeah, and I think a lot of us siblings are inspired by our brothers or siblings to do something to help move forward with that in that field. And I think it's really cool. I do too. Yeah. That is great. Well, I am so grateful that you came and sat and talked with us and shared. And this, and I agree, it's making sure you talk and talk and talk (laughs) and talk. It's important. So don't, don't sell yourself short for, you know, I talk so much. Don't keep talking. (laughs) Thank you. Keep talking. And you're just such a delight. So I'm sure everyone wants to listen. So, so thank you. I hope you enjoyed this and that being a part of this was so important for us to hear from you and to share that with other siblings. Thank you, yeah, I did. I really enjoyed being here and it feels good to be heard. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Insightful Moments, My Vibe, and for supporting voices within the rare disease community. Thank you as well to all the siblings who shared their stories on today's episode. Please visit our website at www.ptcinsightfulmoments.com for more stories and resources. If any of the stories resonated with you today, please let us know by leaving a review wherever you are listening or by sharing this show with a friend. I am Paula Orendash, and this has been Insightful Moments, My Vibe from PTC Therapeutics.